Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Late Night Mike and Mike Show. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Westbrook, and I'm here with Dallas Mike. How's it going? Uh, well, you know, I'm very thankful for the holidays that we just had. Got to spend some time with the family for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have some stuff going on in my private life that I'm uh, not really wanting to share with uh, the podcast, but... Uh, I didn't I didn't think you'd want to. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, and so it's fine. just it, it's just one of those things. Um, so I was thankful to get to spend some time with family. Uh, we yep. got the Christmas tree up. Still needs to do a little bit of decorating to it, but the tree's up. Got the house decorated. Um, one of my favorite times of year. Uh, we start getting into you know playoff football, uh, college yes. football. We've seen some shakeups. I know you want to do a, another episode for college football, but I just want to say though, um, there are some teams in it this year that I you know that I am pretty surprised at. And I'm um, also some of the coaching them, changes, though. surprised yeah. but excited. Yeah, and then and then some yeah, of the... the coaching changes are huge. Yeah, so that was kind of one of those things. I was yeah. just like, wow, that you know, that's really cool. And then, um, you know, the playoff picture for the NFL. I mean, that landscape is always changing. Uh, we yeah. had some really good games. Uh, Thanksgiving, I have to say. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, I mean, I guess in a way, yeah, but it was also kind of interesting because this is something you and I just talked about just a minute ago where you thought the Chicago and Detroit game was boring, but I thought it was interesting because Detroit actually made, you know, managed to stay in it by two points, um, which I think is kind of one of those things, considering that they have one tie and then the rest of their season is nothing but losses. Uh, I have to say, I mean, yes. they, 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 they tried to get off the struggle bus as much, you know, as best they could. And uh, Andy Dalton they, they didn't tried. look horrible. I'm going to congratulate on them on that, but they should have beaten the bears with Andy Dalton starting. Um, you know, I just, I think they're just missing a few pieces. Um, I think they've got to play a different kind of football than what they're trying to do. Um, but, you know, we'll see what they do. But, yeah, I mean, the last two weeks, you know, we started, obviously, you know, they don't know that. But, like, we started recording an episode, and then I had to go out of town because uh, I was what? going to that Bucks giants game two weeks ago. And then there was you know, also so like, what happened with your wife that where we actually had to stop recording at halftime. Yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, we it was went just... to break, and I had to go to the hospital to uh, take her. And so, I'll tell. I don't. I don't think she'll care if I say this, but she ended up. Well, that's on you. This is on you. Oh, yeah, is that no, really what? She... It, I think, dude. Didn't I call yeah. that too? Because you said something so. about you we were like talking about it. Yeah. yeah, you said something about like, oh, her back is starting to hurt, and I said, uh, -oh, I hope it's not like a kidney stone or something. You're like, no, 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 no. I think it's just you know, uh, you know that time. And I was like, oh, okay. And then yeah. I didn't know that I didn't know it was a kidney stone, but now I'm kind of like, wow, I'm. Uh... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get to talk to you because over the break I was just, you know, because I went to Tampa and you know got to explore and stuff, so I wasn't really on my phone. Um, and then I went to the game, obviously, and you were busy, you know, dealing with family and holidays and stuff. So you know, we weren't really talking much. You know, I I wasn't talking to anybody either. So you know, it was it was like a, a week of silence. So like you wouldn't have known. And then. Um, when I got back, I was just so slammed with school stuff uh, and trying to catch up on some work projects that uh, we, you know, we just weren't really able to work hard last week either. So, so was she able to was pass just, it naturally or is she having surgery? Yeah, for so it? she thinks she, she thinks she passed it. She'll she know if she pain. passed it. She'll know yeah, if she, she just passed doesn't it. have any more pain. So, okay. Cause um, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, I actually had to have surgery to have one removed. Okay. Oh. Um, which if you don't know, I'm going to try not to be super graphic, but I'm probably going to flag this one explicit anyways, but, um, <laughs> they put a tube up the male genitalia the and then, yeah. And then they put a laser up that tube and then they blast it and it then they have to, it, huh? 
Yeah, and then it like they let it pat like they let the little sediment like pass naturally unless there's anything that is like too big still that they think but they can pull out through the tube. Then they send like this little miniature basket up. They collect whatever's there, and then they just the, the rest of it comes out like sand. Um, but they leave so they leave funny. a stent in. Hang on, here's the worst part though. So they leave a stent in, oh. which is a miniature rubber tube. Yep. But it connects your kidney down to your bladder, and then hanging out your male genitalia is a little piece of string that holds that stent, so that six weeks after your surgery, they can pull it out while you're wide awake. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah, yeah it was. Will, it's pretty uh, bad. So uh, my apologies, Sydney. I will focus on going to the bathroom very hard when I if I ever get one. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not fun. Um, so Sydney, my apologies. I hope you're feeling better. That's never fun. Um, She's feeling a lot better now that it's passed. So. Oh yeah, because it feels like somebody's. Yeah, I've I've had one, and it's it's one of those things like when the pain is so bad, like the the day before. Uh, so I knew I had one, and I thought I was going to be able to pass it naturally. So I went to uh, a kidney doctor for it, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, urologist or whatever, and sure. um. The urologist was all like, oh, yeah, maybe you'll need surgery. You might be able to pass. Like, I've seen larger ones that have been passed, and I've seen smaller ones that haven't. And I and I had, like, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then he was like, well, let me send you to a specialist who all they do is kidney stones. And I was like, okay. So I had that planned for, like, a week ahead. And then, like, the very next day, uh, which turns – or two days later, which turns out to be, like, a Sunday or whatever – uh, I'm in so much pain that I have to go to the hospital. Like I'm throwing up. I'm in so much pain. And, uh, it, Sydney. Yeah. And it feels like our recording. I don't know if you saw that. Like if, if you, if I said that, no, you didn't. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it's bad. And it feels like somebody's like taking a fork and just stabbing you in your backside and then just twisting. Like it's the most miserable pain ever. So <laughs> I am really sorry, Sydney. I, I know your pain all too well. Um, yeah, I, I like. I just, you know, I'm glad you didn't have to have surgery for it because I think that's even worse. But yeah, it, that is not fun. So sorry well, about that. Of, so in in terms of you know passing, uh, you know, I guess now we can cycle into football, right? But yeah, so so passing kidney stones sucks. Um, however, I will say the the uh, what's it called? The competition for passing yards leader is changed from Tom Brady to Derek Carr of all people. Um, not Patrick Mahomes, not anybody else. It's Derek Carr, and he's got 11 yards on Tom Brady after this last week of football. Which obviously, it's you know, interesting. We're not, we've gotten rid of like our full recap episode, so it's not like we're gonna go over everything. But you know, he he played a good game against Dallas, uh, secured the win for them, and also gave Dallas another loss after their previous you know previous week loss to uh, the Chiefs, and that was glorious. Uh, loved seeing that as well. Well, you, you want to know what's really funny is um, if you look at the passing leaders for week 12, like going through this, um, like Josh Allen only had 260, and that's yeah. absolutely surprising. Um, wait, wait, for the week or for like all no, just, season? No, just, just for the week, week 12. Oh, okay. You look at it, he had 260 yards for week 12 against New Orleans. Um, mm -hmm. And then you go look at Andy Dalton against Detroit, and he had 317. But so then you wild. go look at the Indianapolis-Tampa Bay game, and Carson Wentz led with 306. And then you go, and you'd think, well, in some right, I think a lot of people would expect that uh, Cam Newton in Carolina should have had a lot. But somehow, no, Tua... he's a running quarterback. Everybody knows that. Well, yeah, but I still thought, you know, he'd get some throws going, um, more so than maybe like Tua, who had 230 passing yards. I mean, that's just kind of crazy. And then and for a quarterback, 230 is not a lot in a game. Yeah. Then look at like Daniel Jones versus um, 
I'm, I'm totally now blanking on his name for Philadelphia. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Uh, and Daniel Jones was it with 202. Trevor Lawrence, 228 over uh, Matt Ryan. Tyrod Taylor in Houston with 158. Like, that's crazy. But then look at Justin Herbert, 303. Aaron Rodgers, 307. I mean, some of these, like, you just did, I did not expect some of these people to be winning at 300 and then some of these people to be winning at 158. Yeah, football's a wild time right now because, you know, some teams are finding that they have to have that classic, you know, playing style of, you know, we're going to have the quarterback drop back and, you know, we're going to, you know, just play normal classic football. And then other teams are like, hey, we're going to do some underhand passes and some options and some sneaks and things like that, and we're going to win the game like that. And so it's just interesting seeing how teams know what quarterbacks they have. Like, you know, for instance, the Ravens, where they have a running back for a quarterback, you know, I know he hates getting called that, but for this example, we're going to call it that because it's just, it's just wild to me that like they drafted him knowing exactly what he could provide. And it's exactly what they needed, especially in the year that they don't have a, you know, a solid running back team, even though they've started to figure it out, you know, it's, it's worked really well for them. And then other teams like, you know, the Steelers or the Buccaneers, uh, even, even the Packers, they've got these older quarterbacks that are on their last or, and the Falcons that are on their last legs. Um, you know, some of them more than others. And they, you know, they, they sit in the pocket all day and they pass for 400 yards and, and win them games. So, uh, you know, what? it's just really interesting to see how it changes so much from team to team. You know where I'm shooting myself in the foot over, right? Because uh, you drafted somebody stupid for your quarterback? Well, I mean, yes and no. He's, he's, I mean, sure, Josh Allen is being kind of <laughs> iffy right now. But it's the fact that I drafted. Oh, he's being iffy. Yeah, but it's the fact that I drafted Joe Mixon. Thought he was because he started getting on the questionable list, and I thought I'm going to get ahead of this. I've had too many running back injuries. I'm going to trade him away, and I trade him away, and he goes off this season, like on week 12 against Pittsburgh, where he has 165 yards. Yeah, that was like a lot of yards you missed out on that day, and I think he got with two touchdowns against them, two or so three, something like, a, like that. Yeah, I mean it was just he had a day. Yeah, um, and and of course I have T Higgins too, but what did I do? I had him on my bench. Yep. Because I was like, oh, yeah. Terry McLaurin, you'll get me points. Oh, Matt Pittman Jr., you'll get me points too, right? Michael Wrong. Pittman, yeah. Yeah, or Michael yeah. Pittman, whatever. You know, it's just yeah. one of those things where I was just like, wow, I, I can't believe I, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I won, so I was happy, but I mean, it was still one of those, still one of those things where I was like, wow, I, uh, I, I played this week really badly. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, fantasy's wild this year. The NFL is wild. I mean, at the start of the season, I was like, you know, NFC West is going to be the hardest team, you know, to play because, you know, the, or the NFC division is going to, NFC West division is going to be the hardest division to get out of, right? However, they arguably had like the most teams that could have a chance at going to the playoffs as, you know, wild card positions, not wild card, but like, you know, the, the, what is it? The five, six, seven, eight seed. Um, and so with that, you know, it's just interesting seeing how, you know, you get, <clears throat> you get now the 49ers in it, the Cardinals in it and the, uh, the Rams in it. But I wouldn't have guessed the 49ers, not that they were a bad team, but like, just because at the start of the season, I would have thought the Seahawks because they've been a playoff team every year since pretty much Russell Wilson has been on the team. And 
it's just been weird because now they're not like they're probably not going to make the playoffs at this point. Um, and so it it's just interesting to see that the 49ers have a chance, even though the the NFC was so, so tight like two weeks ago. And now they've they've gotten like the final spot into the NFC playoffs as of right now. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just interesting to see how even even these teams that thought they were betting on nothing or betting on a whole lot are now not making the playoffs or are going to make the playoffs. And so it's like your situation with fantasy. It's, you know, you put together this team, you thought it would work wait, and wait, it wasn't. What's and then, funny is you know, now if it you is look a little at, bit more. It, what's funny is if you go into our league settings right now, you click over on the app and you hit league and then you go over to the final standing projections. It showed we're on draft day. I drafted the number one team. And uh, yep. granted, I was at the number eight team. I I, I, I was in the worst spot. Uh, and now I'm in seventh. And Idaho Chillers has drafted in seventh and dropped to eighth. Uh, yep. Where him and I are, are now actually completely even. Um, where we are both uh, four and eight. Um, but it's just, it's been one of those things where I just, you know, it basically like, it's like going first to worst and I'm just sitting, sitting there looking at, it. I'm just like, what, I don't know what else I can really do to, I mean, there's not a lot that you can do to like improve your team. Right. Um, but it's just, man, it's, it's been crazy. And then today was the, uh, whatchamacallit today was the, uh, trade deadline in our league. Oh, was it really? Mm-hmm. Today at eleven. Wait, so there's no more trades allowed? No more trades at oh, this point. It's oh no, I don't think I was ready for that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. can we still waiver wire pickup? Yeah, you can. You can okay. still do waiver okay. wire, but it's just there's no. Um, Jeez. Yeah, there's there's oh. no. Well, I'm glad I got in that last those last two trades. Yeah. So today was the. Yeah, I got Rob Gronkowski and Ab Rob. Eh, can't speak. I got Adam Thielen and Rob Gronkowski. For uh, who did I trade away? I traded away. Um, it was a running back, I think. Now I gotta look. Now I gotta look. That was an interesting trade to say the least, but it helped us both out. Um, but I got Austin Eckler, which was very surprising. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, that is. Let's see, so recent activity, all the activity types. You know what's funny though is trades. Um, oh, trade process. So I got Adam, Adam Thielen and Rob Gronkowski for David Montgomery and De Deontay Foreman. Yep. And then my other trade that went through is not showing up. It's not showing up. Oh, that stinks. That was a good, that was a good trade. Um, I can tell you right now, but I got Austin Eckler. Oh yeah. Austin Eckler and uh, Dak Prescott for Aaron Rodgers and... Aaron Rodgers and oh my gosh, is everybody on the bench? So it's Aaron Rodgers and Jamar Chase. So I lost Jamar Chase, but you know I got Austin Eckler and I needed a running back. Yeah. So it was well, very interesting. The other the other interesting thing here is that uh, I'm starting to catch up to your wife in our division. Um, yeah, dude, my wife has had a lot of really unlucky games. Yeah, like she's on a she's on a six week losing streak. Yeah, but the fact that she can take that and still not be last in our division is wild. Because like that just shows how far ahead she was and how far behind you. Well, were. yeah. Well, she was she but, was she was five and uh, five and one at that point, and now she's lost yeah, six she's, in a row. So 
Let's put her at five and seven. Uh, and you're which at what? I'm four you're and like eight. Four and eight, yeah. Yeah, so that means I'm so. catching up to her. But even over in the other division, uh, Zerillion's leg is ten and two. Chevy Camara's yep. is six and six. CD's nuts has fallen to five and seven. And then your buddy Idaho Chillers has fallen to three and nine. Um, Honestly, so, I'm not worried about playing anybody in the playoffs except for Adam's family, which is my buddy Hayden and your buddy Hayden, uh, Zerillian Salek. Right. Um, because their teams are like the only ones that haven't been riddled with injuries, except Adam's family now lost Eckler because he traded him to me. Um, and he just lost DeAndre Swift for like the next few weeks. So that could very well affect him because now he's only really got Najee Harris uh, as running backs. And so I don't know what he's going to do uh, for his running back room. Right. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting. It is right. And he can't, he can't make trades for it. So no, no. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. Well, so what, uh, what I'm happy about is that the, the two worst teams don't make it in, which means that really, I just, I just have to start doing better than your wife for the rest of the season. Yeah. I can make or, playoffs. or hope that like with Adam's family losing two running backs, you know, and being stuck with only Najee. He's eight and four. So that's going to be a lot harder to get up to. But I mean, like I said, Ah, but his, his running backs were the ones getting him a lot of points. That is true. Well, he's still arguably, I think a lot of his other players are going to have really hard up based on the breakdown. They won't get a lot of points. I think based on the breakdown though, uh, I don't think there's any way that you or him can't make the playoffs. I think you guys make it automatically. You would have to go undefeated. The rest of the time, and he would have to go completely defeated. I think. I don't. I don't, I don't think more that games we have left. I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't even think that can do it. I think I. But like I said, I can just uh, right now. All I have to do better than your wife right now, and uh, I. I think I could pull this off because uh, yeah. she's five I mean, and seven, and I'm four and eight, and uh, so I'm only four games behind, or I'm one game behind her, but four games behind total. Yeah. Um. Which is uh, which is the that West division is screwed because of Zerillion's leg, because he is ten and two, which makes that your buddy that's in second place, Chevy Camaras, he's still four games behind, and then that puts yeah. Idaho Chillers at seven games behind at three and nine. I mean, it's just it's and we absolutely... don't have that many games left in our league. No, because uh, obviously you don't play out the entire season. So let's see. I mean, playoffs many, start uh... I think in two weeks for us. Let's see, what is the, okay, here's the schedule. So we have three actual, uh, three, three weeks left to play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm playing Zerillion's leg this week, which does not help me. Right. I I know. Right. If you can beat him though, that would help everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it would but it, it also i don't I don't know how that helps um but then uh, your, your wife your wife at three. five and seven has to play cd's nuts at five and seven so that's that's oh, an interesting one. Oh, that's that'll a pretty easy. interesting one and then now he, does, he just doesn't have what's his face so. yeah he doesn't have cmc but he, he hasn't had cmc for a good portion now so it's just it's interesting which then i have to play him in week 14 and then in week 15, I have to play CD's nuts again. I play him two weeks in a row. But then your wife has to play Chevy Camaras in week 15. Hmm. Who do and, I have to play for my last two? Hang on, let's see. Who does she... And then she she plays she plays Chevy Camaras twice. 
Um, so in week f- uh, this week so you are playing. Start. Yeah. So this when week you you're play playing. The, yeah. Well, well, playoff start. Uh, playoff is week 16, 17, and eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. So week this week week thirteen you're playing against uh, Austin. So you're playing the Camaros. Next week Bye. you are playing uh, Idaho Chillers, and then you play the Idaho Chillers again. So you. Yeah, I'm going undefeated to the playoffs. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Austin, if you hear this, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to be rude, but I will probably beat you. But I also know we've had very close games sometimes, so uh, dude, I don't want to wait say a minute. Jinx this, myself. Wait, this means for the last two weeks, though, it's Adam's family versus Aurelian's leg. It's Hayden Perfect. versus Hayden for the last two weeks. But that's also good for everybody. I it mean, because that could that... really affect like what seeding you get in playoffs. Because like, let's say let's say Austin beats me this week, right? And then let's say Austin beats my wife twice in a row. Not only does that help you, but then if Hayden, your Hayden, ends up losing these next three weeks somehow, I mean, that almost gives way to like my buddy Austin climbing up in the ranks. You know, almost not not actually, but. I, it's still very interesting. This is, I, I don't mean this to be rude, Sydney, because I'm, I'm happy you feel better, but Lord, I hope you lose the last two, week 14 <laughs> and 15 to Aston. Um, awesome. But yeah. it, it it hurts me because I have to pay, I have to face CD's nuts two weeks in a row. So that's going to that's gonna hurt me. I think me. you'll beat him because he lost uh, CMC. I think without CMC, that was the only reason his team was getting a okay, ton of so points all the time. If we go look at the rosters right now, which... Okay, that's weird. For some reason, uh, either your buddy's adjusting right now or something weird is going it's, on. But yes. his entire team is on the bench. On the bench, except for one person. Isn't like Najee it's on the, the Patriots defense is the only yeah, one yeah, that's yeah. not on the bench. And he <laughs> so still has, he has Julio Jones on IR. He's got Devontae. Why, he's why does he still have Devontae Parker on IR? Isn't he out for the entire season, Devontae Parker? Don't ask me, dude. I have no idea what, what he does and why he does it. Um, Hayden's got some weird tactics to fantasy that he swears by and says that they work for him every year. But I'm just curious, though, because like I said, I think Devontae Parker's out for the rest of the season. And if if I'm under that impression, I just don't understand why you would keep him. But I mean, that's that's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, You've got A.J. Brown on IR, but he's not on your IR spot. Yes, I know. I have to move. I haven't touched my lineup yet. Yeah, I was gonna say because then you could you could pick up somebody else for AJ Brown. Okay, yeah, let's see. Uh, it, yeah. CD's nuts. Okay, so he still has Russell Wilson. He's got him as a starting quarterback right now. Uh, he's got Daryl Henderson. He's got Elijah Mitchell, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he's got CD Lamb right now, who is still listed as out. He's got the Dolphins defense, Chris Boswell as his kicker, Nick Chubb on the bench. Having having the defense for the Dolphins is a gutsy play in the final few weeks of the of the league. It really is. Um then he's got DK Metcalf, TJ Hawkinson, Cortland Sutton, Cam Newton, Devontae Freeman, and then he picked up Dontrell Hilliard because he had a good week with Tennessee, but I don't know that that's necessarily the best call. Uh, let's see. Your yeah. wife is Tannehill in this week. Uh, Aaron Jones, Fournette, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Mike Gusecki, 
James Robinson, the Rams defense, Matt Gay, who had a pretty good week, actually. Um, Tyreek Hill's on the bench. Gibson's on the bench. Murray's on the bench. I'm still kind of confused by holding on to young Hoku, but we've already discussed that. Uh, the Raiders defense, uh, young Hoku. No, honestly, I think she should just keep young way. Uh, and drop Matt gay. Uh, cause if the Rams figure it out and start kicking, uh, only PATs again, I mean, it'll be Young Way Koo all the way because, I mean, they have to play the Buccaneers this week. Could be, yeah. And then they have another, I think, another division game and then another just conference game. But, I mean, the Falcons kick a lot. So, I mean, it would be beneficial for her to grab him probably. Could be wrong. But I think with Cordero Patterson back, I think you know who, Young Way Koo will do a lot more. You know whose team I'm like honestly I think isn't is is in a really good position and I hate to say this. Uh mine. No, actually it's your buddy Austin's oh. with Justin Herbert. Uh Alvin Kamara still kinda yeah, I don't know. You know, he's back and forth. We'll see, yeah, we'll see how uh I, Jamal I guess we'll Williams see how it happens with Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah Jamal, Jamal Williams, Williams was a great pickup for him. And he's got with, Chris uh, Godwin. Yeah, he's got Chris Godwin, Justin Jefferson, Perfect. Mark Andrews. Amari yep. Cooper's in his flex. He stills the Cardinals defense. He's got and Cincinnati's. Yeah, and he's got uh, Cincinnati's uh, kicker. He has Kareem Hunt still. Dearness Johnson. He's got Mark Ingram, which, I mean, okay, whatever. We'll see what happens there. But he's got A.J. Dillon, the Titans defense, Donta Foreman, and then David Montgomery, like we talked about. I mean, like, he's, I mean, he's, he's kind of. Um, every he, position. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um I think he's just gotten riddled with enough injuries that he was just like, all right, I need to make sure I have these covered in case something happens. And well, especially now that there's no trades, I mean, having as many running backs and wide receivers as possible is perfect because if somebody goes down, I mean, you got to play somebody and it's not like you're going to be able to figure out a trade in time. So I got to be uh, honest, considering the deficits that I started with at the beginning of the season to having the team that I have, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm also surprised that you're even possible to even make it to the playoffs at this point. Well, that's mostly, you know, due to Sydney losing. But, you know. But I, I've, I've made some smart pickups. Games. Yeah, I mean, yes, I've made some yes. smart pickups. Like, I still kept T. Higgins. The pickup that I got were James Conner, and then he dropped with a 40 bomb, and then he's dropped another, you know, and he's the primary running back now. I mean, like, that, well, yeah, that was. Yeah, Edmonds got hurt. It's perfect. Right. So that one, like, that one pulled out big time for me. Um, and then like Hunter Renfro being, you know, uh, besides, uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson, he's, you know, he's the big guy on campus now. So that's helped me yeah. out. Uh, your buddy dropped Dawson Knox. I picked him up and he's a great tight end, uh, that worked out yes. better than any trade we could have done. Um, Edwards Hilaire. And for the short time that I had, uh, his backup that worked out really well. Yes. And then, um, I, I mean, having uh, Tony Pollard and the fact that he actually went off on their Thanksgiving game and I actually played him. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a clutch play. Even though you probably didn't know he'd go off. I mean, I mean, I didn't know he would, but like looking at my options for backups who actually get a decent amount of points, and then you go look. Yes, it's like week two against the Chargers, he had twenty three points, and then week five against the Giants, he had fourteen points. But in around that. He still averages around 10 points in a PPR league. So I looked at it and I was like, look, I mean, they're going to have to run the ball some and, you know, 
it, it's it's one of those things. I was like, he's going to be probably the one of the most consistent backups that splits times that I could rely on to get me any amount of points because that was the week that I had like James Connor was out, um, and then obviously uh, Edwards Hilaire was out, um, which meant his backup was still out. So I didn't have a lot of options at yeah, my running back didn't. position. But yeah, I mean, it was just great that you had him because I mean. Just playing the right people can win you, you know, in the week. You know, sometimes you just get lucky because all you need is like 0.4 points. Right. Know? So making that that slight decision change, you know, could very well affect you. So, yeah, it was a good play. Um, yeah, so it's it's very interesting just seeing how it all goes down uh, every week. Ooh. But, you know. The one thing I have whole, to say about your team is that if Corderell Patterson can go off and Eckler can, can go, go off back to what he was doing prior right, injury. Yes. Right. Like those two would get you stupid points. And then, yes. uh, you start to factor in, which by the way, did you watch the cowboy game for Thanksgiving? Uh, I did. Okay. So, um, did you watch the beginning where, uh, Stefan Diggs' brother, you know, Trayvon is one of, yep. is one of the Cowboys different. And, you know, he introduced the game. Did you hear what he had to say? What's what Trayvon? No. Okay. Trayvon Diggs' son came on oh, yes, uh, the I heard game. This part, yes. Yeah, and and he was all like, "Thanks to all the quarterbacks who throw the ball to my dad." My dad. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Dude, I was like, "I don't know if that's is scripted." So yeah, I was like, "I don't know if that's scripted," but uh, that is. I doubt it. That was so uh, savage. There was another video of him up in the stands, like with his mom. I think it was. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's his mom and I think his grandma, and like he's like he's like yeah, Trayvon's my dad. And he's like, he's the best out there. Go, dad. Go, Trayvon. <laughs> he's like, he, you know, just a super cute little, I don't know how old he is. You know, he, he seems like he's like five, four years old. But, you know, just having the time of his life watching his dad go off, you know. Um, but, yeah, um, I will say, though, for people that are high on Trayvon Diggs, he's great at catching the ball because he used to be a, a wide receiver um, until his coach in college was like, hey, you should switch positions. He played at Alabama. Um, I mean, yeah. And so, but it was, it was one of those things where like, he's, he's not one of the top cornerbacks though. I know a lot of people like in the Facebook groups that I'm in are super high on Trayvon Diggs and they're like, yeah, he's I the best cornerback in the league. And I'm like, I think he's he works actually with number the... one in the league in giving up yards and giving penalties to his receivers. He's covering. Well, so I think what that, makes him good, I think, I think he's good. Like, don't get wrong. You know, like, he yes, good. he's, yes, but he's the Cowboys good. as a whole, they give up quite a few yards to be honest. They um, and they do. they do have, they do give up some penalties, but like you just said, though, um, he does get a lot of interceptions, but I think having played wide receiver, that's really helped him in like the whole, like he, he starts to see patterns. And so he's gotten some of those key turnovers that have allowed the Cowboys to get some of those wins that people didn't expect them to get uh, because yes. he's forcing those turnovers. So maybe he doesn't have to necessarily be the best, but if you're looking at it That's from the team enough. aspect to, yeah, to create those turnovers to get Dak about, you know, back out there again. Uh, so think, you know, they can try to score. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it works and you know, it might get them to the playoffs. So. Yeah. I mean, well, Let's see who's the who's the second team in the playoffs right now for the NFC East. Is it still the Eagles or is it now the Washington Football Team? Like, did they finally do it? Did the Washington uh, Football Team finally catch up. So the standings right now for the playoffs, uh, for where is it? 
Washington's in seventh place. They're five and six. Oh, so they're in the playoffs. Um, and Dallas Cowboys are in fourth for the NFC at uh, seven and four. What's what's uh, Washington's record right now? Five and six. I don't know who they have to play left, but if Washington so they, can pick it up, they'll at least so the Cowboys. The, they'll at least go to the playoffs. Cowboys are two and zero in the division, and Washington's one and zero in the division right now. So yeah, yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Washington football team just puts it together. I don't know who their last three opponents are, but or you know four. Uh, Washington has to play uh, the Raiders next. Then it's the Cowboys. Then it's the Eagles. Then it's the Cowboys. Then it's the Eagles, and then it's the Giants. So I mean, a lot technically, of games. it's it's uh, all divisional except for the Raider game. Except for the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, so that's it's tough. Of, yeah, going to be tough. And it's the Cowboys, but it'll so. affect the other teams. Yeah, so I mean, it it really depends. I think because isn't Zeke injured right now, or like? Well, so he has Possibly like a, injured, like he's like questionable. He has a a knee designation, or whatever, that I think makes him questionable. And uh, this is also another reason why I'm really happy to have Pollard is that they were talking about the fact that they might actually hold him out of this next game to give him extra rest. Who are they playing? Uh, uh, the Cowboys will be playing what? This is Week 13. Uh, the Cowboys will be playing New Orleans. Cool. Yeah, that'll. I well, think to be this honest, it'd be a, a good game, game to for do the it. Saints. Yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly, but the problem is the Saints could very well pull off this win. So it's going to be a very interesting week for the Cowboys if they rest Zeke, you know, because they're risking a loss. Well, they they definitely do. But the other thing, the other side to it is though, is like you know, Pollard is strong, and I don't think it's necessarily a situation where it's like you have, you know, when you look at how New Orleans plays. Um, they're good at stopping a run game. So I don't think having the two down or, you know, the two back, uh, set up really changes that much because the Cowboys are going to try to play in the air against new Orleans. Yeah. So at that point, just let Pollard, you know, when you have to run it, just let Pollard in, you know, and then, but I, I imagine honestly, realistically, I think Zeke is probably going to play on, on uh Thursday. I think he probably will. Yeah, I mean, um, it is a short week. The only reason they don't is if they're winning and they pull him out halfway through. But. Well, it's also, it's a short week. So, I mean, realistically, that would also be another good week to, you know, to hold him. But um, let's go ahead and go to break and then we'll come back and we'll talk yeah. about this week's matchups. Cannot wait. Everybody, thank you for sticking through that break. Um, and we're going to talk about the upcoming games and our predictions but first i wanted to mention that uh, there are four teams on buy and uh for these four teams honestly the break could really help uh, at least two of them uh cleveland is on buy this week carolina's on buy uh lord knows they need it uh, especially after cam newton getting benched and then green bay and tennessee both teams that i think uh have enough things figured out but could definitely benefit from having some extra time off so i know we don't normally talk about teams that are on by but i kind of want to mention some of them like some of the things like that you know could really affect them going forward especially for teams like the browns and the titans these two teams are playoff contenders are they playoff ready yes um baker needs this buy 
um, if they won't bench him so that he can get healthy finally, um, they're going to really struggle. So this buy is going to really help them, hopefully. Uh, hopefully also allow for Kareem Hunt to come back, for Nick Chubb to get 100% healthy, because I still don't think he's 100%. Um, and just for their whole team to like find their personality again. Um, and then, you know, the Titans, they've just been kind of falling to some odd teams, you know, losing some games they should have won and things like that. And so, you know, those two teams could really benefit from it. You know, teams like the Panthers, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs at this point with how tight the NFC is. Um, but they can benefit from it because it'll give Cam, you know, some time to figure out the plays, you know, hopefully help them a little bit. Not that I like Cam or want to see him succeed, but if you're a Panthers fan, you probably want him to. So that way you don't end super badly in the season, unless you're super stoked to just get a super low draft pick so that you can get, you know, whatever, whoever you want. Um, but it's just one of those things like, you know, bye week can really help a team or they can really help, uh, hurt a team. And the Packers right now, I think... That will actually hurt them a little bit because they're on a good momentum shift. Um, you know, they're they're winning games. They know what to do. Um, however, it will really help for Devontae Adams and uh, and Aaron Jones and things like that. Who say, have think, kind of been listed as questionable. To I think be, that helps them, know, honestly. Healthy. I really, really think it does for, for them because right. it's like you just came off a win over the Rams. Before that, you had a tough loss to the Vikings. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like coming up, you are going to have to play the Ravens. You are going to have to play the Browns. Um, you know, you, those are two teams that while they'll, they should probably win over both of those teams, realistically, uh, going into the last, you know, five weeks of games here, um, you, you know, you definitely really want to, you know, have players rested, make sure that everything's good to go. So I'd say it's probably one of those things for them at nine and three being first in the, uh, NFC North, uh, having that, that rest could help them into their playoff push. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I just think it could affect them. But, you know, is it probably more good than bad? Yeah, probably. But, you know, there is that chance that they come off and they don't do well, you know, because last year the Buccaneers, they, they went on by and then they, they went 8-0, you know. So that their by helped them because they were kind of struggling to find themselves. And, you know, Tom Brady couldn't connect with Mike Evans and things like that. But when they came back, they did really well. And then everybody was like, well, you know, what happened last year? You know, uh, look what what could happen this year, and then they proceeded to lose, I think, two games in a row because they lost to the Saints and the Washington Football Team. You know, so it's two big surprise losses. Um, well, but see, I mean, it's just like one of those Tennessee, things that, yeah. But you know, for like Tennessee, they're coming off two tough losses, and then when yes, they come no, back, Tennessee definitely needs this. Yeah, and then you know they they have uh, the Jags when they come back, which I predict they'll probably win that fairly well easily, and they I have the so. Steelers. Um, but then it's like, then, you know, uh, after that, they have to play the 49ers and that could be a rough game. And if the dolphins keep up this pace of, uh, how they played this last week, that could, that could be disastrous for Tennessee. Um, especially, I mean, they said, you know, they think it's somewhere around the dolphin to Texan game. Um, you know, we could see, um, uh, what was the running back that you dropped? I can't think of his name off the top of my head now. I'm so I'm so blank. I dropped him. Yeah. Oh, Adrian Peter. No. No, no, no. Um from the Derrick Henry. Derrick oh, Henry. Henry. So he could be coming back around that time. I don't think so. Everything I've read it says he's out for the season. Well, there were, so, were there were, were several initially... 
Yeah, they said that they thought he might come back for one of the last two weeks. Um, yeah, but I think possible. I think now it's like official that he's going to be out. Oh, is I he? think that's what okay. they've said. I, I'm pretty sure because I held on to him for a little bit, making sure in fantasy I would not be losing something, you know, this great. You know, I mean, there's still time. I mean, they, he he absolutely could come back for like the last week against the Texans, where fantasy wise, it wouldn't be really a huge impact because they probably wouldn't push him to begin with. You know against the Texans, yeah. but it's just kind of one of those pieces though, like where against it's the Dolphins and Texans, you know, they're at the end. Um, you know, they could they could absolutely have him back if his recovery goes well. Of course, yes. I haven't really looked at it since then. Um but uh do you want to start with the predictions? Yeah. You want me to kick it off? Uh yeah, let's kick it off with the okay. uh short week game. I just don't know if that's what you meant or if you or if you no, just no. meant like am I ready to move. Okay. So uh you know we've got Dallas and the Saints. So I'm I'm guessing because Taysom Hill's been taking first team reps. Uh, so he's been kind of nursing a concussion and other things like that. And so they wanted him to be 100% because I think they know that their their home stretches right now. If they want a chance at the playoffs, which I know Sean Payton always does, uh, he's got to have his quarterback healthy. And I think he knows that having a baseball player of a quarterback like Trevor Simeon's been playing like, you know, just throwing fastballs all day and letting it slip through his receiver's hands is bad. So I think they're ready for Taysom Hill. And I honestly think he'll shake up their offense enough that will allow for them to make this game very close against the Cowboys. Uh, now, we talked about it. If Zeke doesn't play, I don't think Dak will be able to counteract Sean Payton's defense. Seeing how Sean Payton was able to stop Tom Brady and the Bucks and beat them uh, a couple weeks ago, I think that's going to be huge, and I think but that's going to honestly affect here's, them. Here's my side from that, that, though, is that if the Cowboys have CeeDee Lamb back, they have Amari Cooper back, and you start to factor in now they also have Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz, and they're all out there on the field, and you still have, uh, you know, you still have... Uh, Tony Pollard and or yeah, Zeke. Yep, yeah, either one of them. I mean, that's that is, if, if they're all back, I mean, that is a potent offense. I mean, but the same could be said for the Bucks. You know, Mike Evans, Chris, Chris Godwin, uh, Rob Gronkowski, even though he didn't play that game, you know, things like that. But it's like, I mean, Sean Payton knows how to stop a high power offense. So, you know, I'm not saying it's guaranteed win, but Sean Payton knows how to win these games. So I think it's possible. I'm not going to put it to rest that, that, you know, that Saints can win, but I will probably have to give this game to the Cowboys, sadly. Um, but I, I really hope, and I think that the saints probably could win. Uh, well, I think the other thing is the Cowboys will the, the, I mean, my, my other issue here is the fact that the saints have lost their last, uh, was that last lost four? Ugh. They have they lost, lost their, last their last four. Yeah. They lost to uh, Buffalo, Philly, Tennessee, and Atlanta. Their last four, the Buccaneers were in their last four games. That was their fifth game. Right. That was oh, number okay. five that they won against. Uh, wow. They played Tampa Bay on 10-31. That was a win. But then on 11-7, they lost to Atlanta. 11-14, they lost to Tennessee. 11-21, they lost to Philly. And then 11-25, they lost to Buffalo. I will say, though, that's, again, I, I give all faults to Trevor Simeon. Uh, he didn't work out for the Broncos. He's not working out for the Saints at all in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he throws the ball way too quickly. And he rips it right through his defender, or through his offenders, offenders, right through his receiver's hands. So 
Um, I'm going to give all fault to him for them losing those games because they definitely had moments where they could have. Um, and I think Taysom Hill could provide that change. But I'm still going to give the win to the Cowboys. But I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm, I got to be honest. I'm going to give it to the Cowboys. But that's only because I think if they have CeeDee Lamb and everybody else back, I, I think uh, that offense just kind of goes out there and does what they, you know, what they, you know, what they do to a lot of teams. Um, yeah. and they played a close game to Las Vegas, and Las Vegas has looked really good this season. So I just think it's yeah. one of those things. I will say, uh, though, yeah, I think I think Vegas is a lot different of a team than the Saints, purely because you know Saints have their head coach, you know, who's really yeah. really good, you know, arguably a Hall of Fame coach. But just uh, think about how know, good Vegas so. is without having their coach and having yes, lost yes. one of their you know their fastest wide receiver. Uh, I mean, that's that's still pretty insane. Yes, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I I think they're different teams, uh, you know, for many different ways, but they're also similar in the fact that yes, they are still good. They have those components to be good, but you know, they do have those moments where they f- have flaws and they lose. So, do we really need to cover yeah. the next game? <laughs> um, I I want to. So, <laughs> by the way, in case I didn't mention it, I got to go to the Bucks and Giants game a couple weeks ago, and that was dope. Um. It was super cool. It was just a lot of fun. I didn't get any cool news or anything out of that one because um, I was like up in the nosebleeds. But it was a ton of fun. It was a lot of fun to go and see a team like I truly cared about, you know, or at least players I like I know and follow and like, you know, like watching, especially Tom Brady. So seeing my idol play uh, in person for the first time was really cool. So um, anyway, but yeah, Tampa Bay versus the Falcons. I mean, we probably don't got to talk about it much. But I think this is going to be a good little break from any real team for the Bucks. There's a couple of games uh, coming up. Gronkowski can probably sit out so he can heal a little bit more. Yep. Uh, it's a good week for Antonio Brown to keep healing as they're going to leave him out a little bit longer. So, I mean, it's it's a good little small bye week. I, I, <laughs> I really wish I didn't have stupid Dak Prescott as my backup because I would have loved to play Rodgers, even though he's got a bye week this week. So it's actually kind of beneficial. Um, but you know, in all honesty, well, to I be might honest, play though, Dak because he'll at least play all four quarters while Brady probably won't again. Well, as so. much as much as I hate the Cowboys, though, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dak is one of those guys. He he does good fantasy wise. <sighs> I don't care. I don't want to have to use him. <laughs> I just don't watch. like him. I don't care. <laughs> all right, then drop him. Go go pick up any other quarterback then. Dude, go I get Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I, I know I might take up Joe Burrow. Joe. <laughs> Actually, I'm doing that right now because I can't publish this episode and have somebody hear it and pick him up. I'd be like, "Ha! Now you can't get him." Well, the so only the even, only thing that I'll say for it. the only the only thing I'll say about that though is that I mean they, they are playing against the Chargers. It's going to be an interesting game, but we're getting ahead I of ourselves there. I honestly think though that'll be a good that'll be a good uh, game for Burrow because I think he'll play even better. Yep, I think he'll play better. So. Um, and then the next, uh, I, I agree with you. I think Tampa Bay is going to win. Um, the game oh, after that, uh, Arizona versus Chicago. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say Arizona <sighs> should win this easily, but my is it biggest... official that Kyler Murray is back? Not that this. Would I don't really know. Affect anything, I don't. I don't but... know. Well, it, I think it does affect something because I so? don't. I don't. If if Kyler Murray is not back, I don't have a huge amount of trust in Colt McCoy. I mean, he's been doing well, though. He's been keeping he's them up. They're, they've only lost okay. one game without Murray. Yeah, I mean, but they it, haven't lost more than one game. That's that's at least good. You know. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that I mean, like when you when you start to like really think about it, though, it's just one of those things. It's like Kyler Murray. You know, he is much like uh, you know 
the, the quarterback in um <clears throat> wow totally 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 blinking again uh he is he is much like lamar jackson he likes to run he is fast that is you know that is where you know they get some of their element of surprise in that really helps them uh and yes. you know being quick on his feet and so it's just kind of one of those pieces it's like yeah it is chicago but they are playing in chicago and like while colt mccoy yeah he's only lost them one game it's still a huge deficit difference between kyler murray at his worst and colt mccoy at his best yeah i mean yeah it's it's one of those things where it's possible for the bears to win but I think if it gets down to a field goal that the Bears have to make, they will be losing that game because well, the Bears have never had luck with a kicker. <laughs> no, so, they haven't. They're so awful. So I think I think if it gets down to that close, it's going to be the Cardinals game. But uh, I I just don't think it's going to be, um, especially if Kyler plays. But I mean, if Colt plays, I think he's just getting more comfortable, you know, with the team. And even not having D Hop, I mean, he's playing really well with AJ Green and Rondell. By the way, that has also uh, hurt me. The other guy, I can't remember the other guy. But well, there's Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, yeah, uh, and even so, even Zach Ertz. Zach, yeah, Zach Ertz, and then they also have James Conner. So, yeah, um, I think I think they've got a pretty good offense. Still. They do. It's just um, it's just even the, with the injuries that they're dealing with. So, I mean, I'm going to give them credit to where it's due. No, I, so my thing is just if you look at Colt McCoy, it's just like as long as he's not making turnovers, it's fine. But when you start to look at a lot of these backups, eventually they have to start making turnovers. And so it's just. But do they? I mean, they do. I don't think they do. Go. I mean, well, I mean go, eventually, but yeah. maybe. You know, statistics wise, yes. But I don't think he will. I don't think the Bears have a good enough defense to force those kinds of turnovers. Because isn't Khalil Mack still injured? I believe so, yes. But I mean, my. Yeah. So my, my thing is, though, like if you go look at. Uh, Week 11, which uh, that's when Colt McCoy played. And granted, he played a good game against Seattle, um, but he still had, uh, or he didn't have any interceptions that game. So that's a perfect example of like, hey, you know, you know, make sure that you uh, complete that. And then uh, didn't he also play week 10? Who, Colt McCoy? Yes. Yes, I think against, so. Against uh, Carolina? No, they had, uh, yeah, no, they I've... did. They did, and yeah. he had and and he had an interception that game, and uh, again maybe that's because that was kind of his first one back, uh, and Cam Newton looked good, um, but they you know they had uh, a turnover because of uh, Colt McCoy, so it's just kind of one of those things where you just want to make sure that he doesn't start to you know make too many turnovers. Yes, I mean turnovers are going to kill any quarterback apparently, uh, except for Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's going to hurt any quarterback. Well, if you're Lamar Jackson, I mean, like Tom and you, Brady against the Washington football team threw two picks, you know, so quick that it just they lost the game because of it, you know. So, well, if you're Lamar Jackson and you throw an interception, your response is, "Let me just run the ball the rest of the time." Then, yeah, I'm not even going to throw. I'm just going to run it. Worked. Um, Los Angeles and Cincinnati. We just lightly talked about this. I agree. I think this is a good matchup for Cincinnati mostly because Los Angeles does actually have a good defense. And I think that actually opens the opportunity for Mixon to run Jamar chase to catch some passes and for T Higgins to also catch and, you know, really kind of have some of the love spread around. Yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be, let me look ahead real quick before I say something stupid. I think this will be the best game of the week 
for the Sunday slate games. Uh, the Monday matchup is going to probably be another really great game. Um, so Los Angeles and Cincinnati, these are both games like team chargers, not Rams. The Rams or the chargers and the Bengals are both teams that have just been doing awesome. Like they, yes, they've had their hard moments. Yes. They're, you know, faulting a little bit, but I think that as you know, the, Let's see how to say this. Uh, you know, as the coaches figure out how do you better use their quarterbacks and their tar- and their their weapons around them, they'll do even better. Um, and so it's one of those things that, like, I think as long as they don't expect more of Justin Herbert than they should, then they're going to succeed. Because when he's not feeling the pressure of like, hey, everything's on you, he does amazing. Um, and so it's just one of those things of like. I think this will be a really great game, especially fantasy wise. I think Jamar Chase is going to get a lot of points. I think Boyd and Higgins and Mixon are going to get a lot think, of points. I, I don't know about um, Boyd, to be honest. I, I will say this so stats wise. I don't want to say all three, but I think they're going to all get, you know, they're all going to get looks. They're not, you know, unless I, th- I don't know how to word this. I actually think Jamar Chase could get less points than Higgins and Boyd because I think they're going to be focusing a lot on guarding him. Probably. So that he doesn't just get 50 yard bombs down the field for a touchdown. So, um, so stats that might wise, open up points for the other guys. Stats wise, but, I will say this: the Bengals are averaging twenty eight point one points per game right now, while only allowing was, while only allowing twenty point five. However, the Chargers are averaging twenty four point eight points a game, while allowing twenty six point six. So they're probably going to lose this game, sadly. Uh, I mean, they because they are they are playing in Cincinnati. Allowing less and getting more, yep. while the Chargers allow more and get less. I mean, that's already not good because, you know, if the Bengals average just slightly above their average of allowance, that's not good for the Bengals to then allow so here's, as here's much as the they upside. score because that's not good. So here's the upside to it: is that uh, the Chargers are averaging 293 yards passing, and the Bengals are averaging 263 passing. And the Chargers are averaging 103 rushing, with a, uh, the Bengals averaging 111 rushing. Wow. Um, this two is, very similar teams. Yes, but the Bengals have allowed 269 yards passing versus the Chargers have only allowed 218. So the the pass game for the Chargers will be the key, especially like if Mike Williams can figure his stuff out because, you know, he kind of yeah. hasn't lately. However, the yeah. flip side to this is uh, the Bengals have only allowed 93.7 rushing while uh, the Chargers have allowed 145.3. So especially if Joe Mixon goes off and they take advantage of the full 218 that the Chargers have allowed passing, uh, I think they could win. But it's concerning for the Bengals to have let up 269 yards passing. Yeah, I mean it's going to be very well based on how these guys perform. Uh, these are both second year quarterbacks. Uh, arguably, I think Joe Burrow is better. Uh, I think he got, you know, yoinked from getting that opportunity to get a, you know, that rookie of the year last year because of that. No, these are very similar quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert has 3,230 yards and Joe Burrow has 2835 Justin Herbert's has 24 touchdowns. Joe Burrow has 22. Justin Herbert has 10 interceptions, and Joe Burrow has 12. I mean, it, they are very similar. 
Yeah, they are. They are. They are. And uh, the teams, you know, they've got three great wide receivers slash tight ends. You know, they've got the great running back to do it. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting uh, as a whole. But, you know, I I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see this game. And that's why I'm saying it's going to be the best Sunday game. Um, it probably is you know, to watch. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be fun. It is. It's going to be a good one. Um, and then we have Minnesota and Detroit coming up. And unless you're a Detroit fan, really hoping that they finally get points on the board, or you're a Viking fan, I don't think anybody else really cares to watch this game. Yeah, I mean... Uh, what are the odds that Minnesota actually loses this game? If they lose this game, I mean, they're, they're Adam Thielen. <laughs> Ooh, that I could mean, be interesting. <laughs> But like, truly, how could you lose this game when you've got two star wide receivers? You know, you've got Dalvin Cook or even Alexander Madison or whatever his name is. I mean, you just should not lose this game. The Lions are not the team right now. They just lost DeAndre Swift. They're only person to give the ball to besides Jamal Williams. You know, so it's just like. Yeah, um... it's the Lions should not win this game one bit. And I'm going to give it to the Vikings 100 percent. Oh, by the way, I didn't call out my game for uh, the Bengals, but I'm going to give the Bengals the win. Um, but yeah, the the Vikings are winning this game easily. They should not struggle. If they struggle, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And that's my take on it. Yeah, I got to agree. Minnesota with this one. Um, Miami or New York? Is Tua playing? Is that for sure? Is Tua playing this week? I believe so, yeah. I don't That's think he's tough. on the. I did so. I've said this before. When in doubt, go with the team. The team that you think has the better quarterback. And I, I got to be give honest. It to the Giants. I like Tag of Oil more than I like Danny Dimes right now. I know. Uh, the, the, he came off that really so hard loss against the Bucks. He, he did. He played but he decent. Did. But remember who his offensive coordinator was until they fired him the next day. Yeah, um, but but keep in mind uh, for Tag of Oil though. Uh, I mean. Uh, they, you know, they just had a big win uh, for them, and then you got to think about the Giants are questionable for Kadarius Tony, questionable for Sterling Shepard, uh, and two of their tight ends are questionable too. Uh, that I mean, in my opinion, that is uh, that's a fairly rough. I mean, you know, fairly rough piece, and they are playing in Miami, so I got to give it to Miami. Uh, I, and I the just Giants. think that with Saquon, I think this is finally going to be his game back where he looks normal. Because uh, I don't think the Dolphins have that great of a D-line uh, in you know, the point to be able to stop Saquon. Because Saquon's a lot like a Derrick Henry, and I just think he's going to bull rush right through these guys. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it to the Giants all based on the legs of Saquon Barkley and what little Danny Dimes is going to have to do. But, you know, it, I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. Um, I think both teams are on the ups. Uh, they're starting to figure out what they need to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Giants, but I will not be surprised if I'm wrong. <laughs> this is kind of a hard game to pick, honestly. It could go either way. Yeah, so. like I said, I, I, I really got to uh, really give this to Miami. Um, New York is 1-4 a while away, and I think that's... Uh, it's a pretty telling sign for them. And I, I just, I'm sorry, but 
we already saw one return for uh, Saquon, and it didn't just inspire confidence. And then just kind of seeing what Miami has going on, where they're five and seven overall versus the Giants are four and seven. Uh, you know, Miami picked up, you know, they got a good win. I, I think Miami kind of walks away with this one, um, which I also kind of want to segue this in the next one because I know you love their mm-hmm. typical quarterback. Who's going to be playing? Yeah, he is going to be playing, but my... I have to I have to drop a stat on you that is not inspiring whatsoever. <laughs> I know. Four touchdowns and ten interceptions. Yeah, I know. But let's also realize something. Mike White did not do too well, neither did Joe Flacco. It's just one of well, those Joe things Flacco's the Jets old. need the Jet Yeah, whatever. He Joe Flacco is I'm not old. Saying, he's I'm an not, old man. I know. I'm not dis I'm not disagreeing. But He's not a bad QB in the sense that, like, you know. Well, there's a reason why. You could throw Tom Brady and it would be a struggle for him because they don't have an offensive line. Well, no, I I agree. It would be a a struggle for anybody, but I'm saying, you know. uh, Except for Big Ben. I don't think anybody would be able to still tackle him um, because he's just so big. (laughs) But, yeah, it's... It's one of those things I think, uh, unfortunately, Zach Wilson is in the same situation that his predecessor was in. Um, yeah. And even though I, I love the coach for the Jets currently, uh, I don't think they're in a very good win-win situation. No, and I don't, I'm not blaming the coach. I'm not blaming the, you know, any of the players. They just need a better offensive line. That's it. That's all they need. If they can figure out their offensive line, I think they've got the rest of the team built. Um, I just think they need to make some changes, and they did. They they removed somebody off the offensive line and put in a rookie, uh, and he actually did decently well, you know. But again, it's the Jets. They need a little bit of time, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But uh, you know, Jets versus Eagles. This is the game the Eagles need to win. If they want a shot to make the playoffs in case the, uh, you know, America's beloved team, the Cowboys, managed to pull off their normal second half of the season uh, failures, then uh, they need to capitalize right now and take some of these easier teams and just win them. Uh, they need to win these games and uh, give themselves that chance to, uh, to succeed and ultimately, you know, win these games. Uh, that that could push them up higher than Washington when Washington's got to play the Cowboys two more times at least. Or, well, not at least, but, you know. So, it's it's Philadelphia's game to win or to lose. Um, I don't see the Jets really winning this unless Zach Wilson does not throw picks and they pull off, like, a Titans game um, against them. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Eagles. So Well, so the the thing here also that I have to look at is the fact that the Jets average 18 points a game, but they allow 30 points a game. And oh, yeah. uh, defensively, they got to be better than that. And I know they have, you know, two of their defensive tackles are out. One of their defensive ends, or or there's three defensive linemen who are questionable. Um, so that definitely hurts. But yeah, I think the Eagles walk away with this one. Um, yeah. yeah, I think pretty easily they should walk away unless, again, they pull off a game like they did against the you know, against the Titans and just utterly wreck somehow. But yeah, it's 
it's it's not a game for the Jets to win this week. I'm sorry. And we've got uh we've got about half the schedule left and uh there's not just a whole lot of depth to many of these um except for the Monday matchup. So do you kind of want to run through these a little quickly? Yeah, we can. Um, um Indian yeah, Houston. Ahead. I'm going to give it to the Colts. They are firing off right now on all cylinders. They are they've figured out their you know their personality and they just got unlucky against the bucks they've got it so it's going to be the colts i'm i'm going to say they might even finish better than the titans this season yeah and i i just it's one of those things i gotta agree with you um the texans just even if uh tyrod taylor you know finished out the rest of the season uh and everything which i'm not saying he won't but i mean it's just there's so much going on there for that houston team they got to figure this out and and indy uh for the the issues that they have had, like their loss to the uh, you know the Buccaneers, they had a good win against the Bills, um, you know, and they, they've looked pretty good. They gave a good game to the Titans, uh, a good solid win over the 49ers. So it's just it's one of those pieces. Uh, I don't think there's any way that Indy walks away without a win. Yeah, I I'm gonna agree 100. It's Indianapolis's game, even though Tyrod Taylor come back came back in glorious fashion and. And is showing that you know he's probably the the QB for the for the Texans as of right now with Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, I'm giving it to the Colts. Uh, who do you got for? Let's see, Washington and Vegas. So I do want to say, if Taylor Heineke limits his interceptions, um, and Terry McLaurin can actually have a strong game, I I think it could be a close one. Um, but I will say this, though, I have to give this one to Las Vegas. They are playing at home. Um, Washington is two and three while away. Vegas is three and three at home. Um, but the, where, where I think the, this matchup starts to kind of shy away is that uh, I have more faith in Josh Jacobs over Antonio Gibson right now, um, which is, is kind of hard to say. But uh, Gibson just he's he's very kind of back and forth and he, he i don't know it's hard to uh, it's hard for me to agree with that and then hunter renfro yep. is definitely more consistent than terry mclaurin is right now so yeah i mean yeah it's it's got to be a game for terry mclaurin to come back from his little slump of uh not not performing um and then you know heineke's got to limit that like everything you've said i will say though i think gibson has finally found his identity just like Jonathan Taylor. I think they were both late bloomers this season. Um, and so, you know, Gibson a little bit later than Taylor and obviously not as good, but uh, I think, I think Gibson's starting to provide more to the offense than he is being a liability. So uh, I'm going to still give this to the Raiders, um, even though I would kind of love to see the Washington football team win just because that would, you know, give all the more chance and availability for the Cowboys to go second place in their division again uh so i think it'd be fun to see that but realistically i'm gonna say the raiders win this uh fairly easy so uh yeah i'm gonna go with the raiders uh what about you with this rams jacksonville game i know that the rams are in a slump they are Um, but but is are the the jags good enough okay so here's here's the here's the bit for this that i think really changes this is uh uh, right now, the Jags are 0-4 away, and going into SoFi Stadium, I think, is going to be rough. The Rams are averaging 27 points a game. 
while the Jags are allowing 25.7 points per game, but Jacksonville is only averaging 15 points a game and the Rams are only giving up 23. So they're outscoring their opponents to get the wins. And obviously we haven't seen that from Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is one of those people. uh, He is not doing well, whether it's with this system or whether it's with his team, it's just, it's not looking good. And Stafford for even as, as you know, to have lost uh, three of their last five games um, against Tennessee, San Francisco, and then Green Bay. Uh, I think this is going to be a redemption game for him. I think Daryl Henderson is going to go off for some yards. And, uh, I mean, realistically, Cooper Cup, I think that's going to, you know, he's just going to he's going to get his points and it's going to go fine. Um, obviously, it's definitely hurt the Rams uh, to, you know, have lost. Um, Robert Woods. Yeah, Robert Woods. But if Odell could pick up the pieces, and I'm not saying he can, but if he could, and if he does, uh, I think, you know, it'll, it'll set the pace for them to finish out the season strong. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think Odell's going to fit into the system. Uh, he's already crawled his way into third string, uh, which, you know, wasn't very hard to do. But I think he's going to pass up Van Jefferson and be second, second string this week. Uh, and I think he's just going to he's going to do really well, because as long as he's been putting in the time to memorize plays, I think he can do really, really well uh, being that deep target for them. So uh, I, I think the Rams are going to come away with this win fairly easily. Um, you know, it's not really a question in my mind, but I, I think this is going to be the week that we finally see Odell looking more like Odell than he has in the past, I don't know, five years. So. Okay, so we've got I, a big take. matchup here, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Who, yeah, who, who I do mean, you think walks Pittsburgh's away with been this? A, Pittsburgh's been in a slump, and you know, obviously Lamar's probably not going to make those mistakes that he did last week. Uh, so I'm going to give this one... Oh, this is tough. You know, I honestly think Pittsburgh's playing to try to win. Not not that every team's not or anything, but I think they're they're realizing that they don't have much time left. And with how tight their division is and the Browns fading out, they have a chance. And I think they see that. Uh, And with Big Ben probably going to retire at the end of the season, I think he wants to go out with a bang and make it to the playoffs one last time. Uh, So I think they're going to push it really hard to win this game. And I think they actually could probably come away with it. So I think I'm going to pick this as my upset of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers, even though realistically, I don't think so. But I'm going to give it to the Steelers. I think it'd be really interesting to see it happen. I got to give it to the Ravens, um, even for as bad as Lamar Jackson played last week. Uh, yeah. Big Ben just doesn't inspire confidence. The best thing that uh, Pittsburgh has going for them right now is Najee Harris. Um, and I think, you, especially when you start to factor, you know, uh, Chase Claypool just hasn't really, you know, hasn't really been there for him receiving wise. Uh, you know, it's been... Uh, uh, Deontay Johnson, you know, who's been their primary receiver, especially since they lost Juju. I mean, it's just, it hasn't been good for them. Um, especially considering they tied Detroit. Uh, I, my money, mm-hmm. my money still goes to the Ravens. Yeah. I, I think it'll be an interesting game for sure. Uh, the Ravens will probably win it. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I want to give it to the Steelers helps the Bengals get in farther into the playoffs. So I'm going to say Steelers. Um, all right. Next one, Seattle and San Francisco. I'm going to give it to San Francisco straight up. Seattle does not look well. Uh, Russell probably should have stayed 
hurt a little bit longer. Uh, he does not look ready to be back. The team just looks like it's struggling as a whole. Pete Carroll needs to step down from taking over from the offensive and defensive coordinator. He needs to let them coach. That's the problem. He is not letting these guys coach. He's trying to do it all himself, and they're failing for it. Uh, so if if he can let the co his coordinators coach uh, and him just do the overall seeing of it, uh, they could start winning, uh, especially if Russell's feeling better. But as for right now, I'm gonna give this uh, I'm gonna give this fairly easily to the 49ers because Jimmy G has put it together and he's figured it out. And having Elijah Mitchell back, that's really helped boost their offense a lot. So it I'm absolutely it has. To, 49ers. And I think the other factor here is the fact that uh, the the rushing side for Seattle just hasn't looked very strong to me at all this year. Alex Collins, we know he's got an abdominal injury. He was held out of practice today. Uh, Rashad Penny um, has also, he has a hamstring injury. Um, and Chris Carson's out for the year with the neck, so. Yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things. Uh, I think they're a little bit battered up right there for both of their running backs and uh yeah, so it's just, I agree with you. Uh, I give it to San Francisco. Uh, they are playing in Seattle, though, um, which, I mean, you know, any given Sunday, you know, we see what can happen. But the Seahawks have lost four out of their last five, their only win coming over Jacksonville. So it's mm -hmm. one of those pieces that the confidence isn't high there, especially for, like you just said, uh, a San Francisco 49ers team who, interestingly, I think this is funny. The 49ers are actually four and one while away. And the Seahawks are only one and four at home right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm gonna give it to the 49ers pretty easily. So there's no question in my mind about that one. Sorry, Hayden. Uh it's not happening. Better luck next year. So And then we've got yeah. the Broncos in Kansas City playing at Arrowhead Stadium. What is your thought? <sighs> See now this is tough. Because the Broncos are just playing so well right now. Um, and the Chiefs, I think they've found their mojo. I think they've gotten their rhythm back. Um, so, you know, knowing who the Chiefs are, I'm going to probably give it to them. But I will say, Patrick Sertan has been playing very good defense. So, I would not be surprised if we see Pat throw a couple picks again and, uh, and ultimately give Broncos the win just purely because of his mistakes that he's been showing he's so capable of this season. Uh, so... Maybe I'll do another upset. I'm gonna. I want to see the Broncos win, because again, that would help the Raiders get in and keep the Chiefs out as much as possible. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I'm give it to the Broncos. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm. I think it's gonna be Kansas City. Um, yeah, only because for me, there's not. There's still not a lot of confidence for me in Teddy Bridgewater. To be honest, uh, he's definitely done so much better than I thought he would, especially considering yes. what we saw at you know training camp. But, uh, you know, even even beyond that, for me, it's just one of those pieces where I know Denver has two questionable linebackers right now and a questionable cornerback. Um, so it's just kind of one of those pieces where the Chiefs right now, I believe, really like their only two injured people are Jarek McKinnon, uh, you know, their third string guy, and then uh, Kalen Saunders, their defensive tackle. Um, yeah. And I mean, we know how fast Tyreek Hill is. And if you already got two linebackers down and a cornerback, uh, and we know who they traded away as their, you know, they just got, or not quarterback. They just got, uh, they just got rid of, um, I can picture him and I cannot think of it. I have no idea uh, who they got rid of. Uh, search with a V. Von Miller. Villanueva? No, Von, oh, Von Miller. Miller. Oh, 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 oh,
So uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm totally blanking. Today's just been kind of a blunder. It's it's almost 11 o'clock at night too. Von Miller, they got rid of Von Miller, uh, which opens the door a lot more for Patrick Mahomes, uh, who's got 3,200 yards right now. And uh, he's been a little bit sloppy lately, but I really think, uh, especially because Kansas City's playing at home, I got to give it to Kansas City. Yeah, I think it'll be based a lot on, on Patrick Mahomes. I would love to see Denver win, but I do problems, think it's but... Kansas City. Yeah, I you know realistically yes, I just want to see it. So if it happens, therefore I called it. So upset pick, Broncos. <laughs> now I know this one for you. I know you want the Patriots to win. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely want them to win because if they win this, they go even farther ahead of the Bills in this playoff. You know, seating. You know, so with them having struggled. Would you like to hear the most interesting part about this? What makes it so difficult, and why I think it's going to be a complete toss up. Okay, go for it. Okay, so the Patriots are five and zero in a while away. The Bills mm-hmm. are three and two at home, so there's a little bit of leverage there for the Patriots. I like Mac Jones. Don't get me wrong, but I like Josh Allen too. But then when you go to their points breakdown, the Bills are averaging twenty nine points a game while still only allowing sixteen and a half, while yep. the Patriots have twenty eight points, which is one point six points less than the Bills. Um, however, they allow. Uh, 15.8 points, which is also about one point less than the Bills. So it's yeah. really interesting uh, when you start looking at these, and it's just like, okay, well, wait a minute. Um, You know, they are so close in a lot of statistics. Like you look at Mac Jones, 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Josh Allen, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Mac Jones, 2,800 yards. Josh Allen, 3,000 yards. I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's been pretty interesting when you look at it yeah i think so i actually think that the patriots are gonna win not just because i'm a patriots fan but watching them play this year seeing them play and seeing how badly the bills have struggled in the red zone that's that's exactly where the patriots defense has flourished and you know and so i think it's going to continue uh this patriots defense is only getting stronger and better by the week uh they're only figuring it out more and more so honestly, I can't say that with their struggles in the red zone that they can outfield goal kick the Patriots because honestly, I don't see the Bills defense stopping them with Tredavious White having tore his ACL, stopping Mac Jones from being able to do well enough to keep ahead of the points that Tyler Bass kicks. Um, so I'm going to give it to the Patriots because their defense is just more superior. And I think losing Tredavious White actually significantly lessens uh, or like you know, increases their points allowed per game. It, it probably so. does. So here's where I'm 50-50 on this. So I think for me, though, the big thing is if Josh Allen keeps playing this bullshit game that he's been on, and again, like I said, I'm going to make this an explicit episode, so pardon my <laughs> French, but if, if Josh Allen keeps on this bullshit that he's on um, and just playing super sloppy, yeah, I think I think the Patriots come away from this. Um, however, the other side to this is I also kind of have to look at it from if, uh, while the Patriots love to disguise things and, you know, they definitely have a team going and everything. Um, the other problem is, is that Harris isn't, I mean, Damien Harris, he's just, he's not always the most consistent person and that will rely a lot more on Kendrick Bourne, who's their top, you know, wide receiver right now. Um, Yep. And so it's just kind of one of those pieces, though. I think uh, you you know you kind of look at it like I said, it's really fifty fifty. So I think if uh, if if Damien Harris uh, can't pick up his slack, I think 
and and Josh Allen plays well, I think Buffalo wins. If Damian Harris gonna, plays consistent, yeah. Kendrick Bourne does well, and Josh Allen keeps up on his uh, on his BS, I think Mac Jones and the Patriots win. So this is it's really hard for me to pick one. I mean, they are playing in Buffalo, but mm-hmm. uh, Josh Allen. I mean, th- that's that's the biggest unknown for the Buffalo right now. I think is Josh Allen, and then for the Patriots, it's just how how consistent can Damian Harris be? I mean, I so being a Patriots fan all my life is seeing that we have never ever ever except for like two years three years when we had cory dillon uh had a good running back um so i'm not really worried that we have three guys that continuously split reps and act more as passing backs uh, i'm not concerned about that at all uh, as a fan or as a guy who just thinks that this game will be good i think it's gonna be more so based on on the quarterback you know can mac jones throw good passes and throw touchdowns i think that'll be the big key there um and so i think that'll play more of a factor than than will damien harris's play like you know playmaking ability and and being able to run and do his job just because i know i know damien harris and the bill belichick scheme is not so much concerned with you know running as much as it is passing 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 so I'm so, going to give it to the Patriots for that. So if you look at the team stats, uh, the Patriots are, are, are have 372 total yards um, is, is what they're going for per game is 372 and uh, average. And the, the Bills are averaging 400. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at their allowed, the Patriots are allowing 334 total yards while the Bills are averaging allowing 285. And when yep, you start to look right at what Mac Jones throws, so right. Well, so what, what concerns me though, is that, um, right now the Patriots are averaging 115 rushing yards and the bills are averaging only allowing 96. So it's just one of those pieces where just, I feel like for them to benefit from their run game, they need Damian Harris, um, to do well, to, you know, kind of throw off the Buffalo defense, so to speak. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if they, yeah. if they come out with just a really weak game, um, you know, then, you know, it's like, Oh, well then we can considerably rely on the fact that, you know, let's just focus on them throwing the ball. But if Damien Harris is actually on his game and they can throw off, you know, the defense, they're like, Oh, wait a minute. We actually got to look out for Damien Harris now. Then, you know, it could shake up that Baltimore defense. That's without Tredavious white. So yeah. that's, that's where yeah, I'm saying his consistency would be a key. Yeah, I like I said, this should be the craziest game of the week, um, and the most wait, interesting. This is no you. Wait a minute. I would like to point out you said the game of the week to watch was Cincinnati and the Chargers. No, uh, I, I said of Sunday, but I oh. said Monday is going to probably end up being the uh, the the game of the week. Okay. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it should, they should both be very interesting games, chargers and Cincinnati and, uh, Patriots, uh, why am I bills? <laughs> I could not think of the name. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a fun week of football. Um, again, we are sorry that we were, you know, AOL for a little bit, but with everything coming up in the holidays and things like that, you know, hopefully you guys didn't miss us too much. But so for those of y'all, yeah, it was a lot of fun. For those of y'all who aren't aware, um, if you haven't seen yet the 
college football FBS has a rather interesting top 10 right now, or even if you want to break it down further than that, uh, just something to leave you on. Cause we kind of talked about this. Uh, their top five even is uh, interesting for the top 25. Georgia is at number one at 12 and 0. And they're going to be playing Alabama in the SEC championship game, which is going to be absolutely crazy. And then we're going to see Michigan uh, facing off. And they've got, uh, who's that, Cincy? Uh, Yes. Or no, wait a minute, hang on. Who is? Michigan has to play Iowa, I'm sorry, for the the Big Ten championship. Oh, yeah, for the Big Ten, yep. Yep. Sorry, I forgot playoffs isn't technically starting yet. Yep, and then uh, we're going to see Cincinnati is going to face off against Houston, who is also 11-1. and one. Uh, That'll be an interesting game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. You've still also got Oklahoma State and Notre Dame in the hunt a little bit. Um, Oklahoma State is going to have to face off against Baylor for the Big 12 championship. And Notre Dame, uh, they don't have a game. They, because yeah, they're, they're not... Because they're not in a in a uh, power five. Yep, but I believe Stop. I believe though there was a way for them to still make it though if enough if if certain teams lost I thought there was a way they could sneak I think in. Michigan has to lose. Is it okay? So there's some interesting so. there's some interesting pieces there. Um, which Ohio State got dropped to seventh because obviously they lost to Michigan. Um, yep. I mean that was absolutely crazy. So. Uh, the way that this season has kind of ended for college football, I mean, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been a wild season. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sad that Alabama's still in it though. Ah, well. So, um, which also real quick, did you hear that uh, Oklahoma actually at one point wanted to poach uh, Cliff Kingsbury away from the Cardinals? Yes. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to do that to do that college episode. It um, really will be because there's a lot of stuff that uh happened that will genuinely probably affect a lot of nfl next year um you know and then years to come so yeah i'm i'm very excited to do that episode because i have tried to stay on on top of college this year and so it'll be a lot of fun to do with you yeah absolutely i look forward to that as well um so again thank you everybody for coming in to listen uh and also stay safe during the holidays um you know this is a, a very fun time of the year uh, enjoy your time with your family. Um, again, Sydney, I'm glad that you're feeling better from that kidney stone. I know that's not fun. Uh, and Mike, I am definitely looking forward to uh, getting to do a recap episode. And hopefully we both get a win this week. Uh, although I don't think I can pull it off. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it was. it's always fun. And, uh, you know, as always, follow us on our on our social medias. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.